Well, the leaves are changing. There's a chill in the air. Football's back on television. Pumpkin spice Cheerios have hit the grocery store aisles. It must be autumn. And now that it's autumn, we immediately slide into that back end of October and a lot of Christians start getting nervous about here because Halloween disturbs them at some level. And there are passages in Leviticus in particular and Deuteronomy that make them fear that maybe we're playing footsie with the devil here. And maybe we're just being way too cozy with the dark side of things in the universe. But are we? Yes, there was an ancient Celtic celebration called Samhain. Uh, it's not spelled that way. If you want to look it up, it's S-A-M-H-A-I-N. And Samhain uh, did celebrate the darker forces, but it didn't do it as in we bow down before the dark forces. It was a way to fool the dark forces so that they would leave them alone during the winter and that you could live. There were ancient pagan festivals everywhere about everything all over the planet and have been since, well, the first time one of us became less hairy and stood upright. So should we be afraid of these things? Well, I, I don't think so. And before you turn off, let me talk to you because I know some Christians will have nothing to do even with something like Harry Potter because they just are uncomfortable that they are somehow showing too much interest in those princes of the powers of the air that um, Paul talked about. I'm, I'm just, let's just take a look, all right? The Catholics did have a strategy, which worked more often than it did not, of entering an area and finding out the local gods, the deities, the spirits, the sprites, the trolls, whatever they were, and what they did and their celebration days and then appropriating them and saying, no, you know, there's another story about this. So this well, for example, that you've been thinking that this pagan spirit, this witchy spirit from the depths of the earth um, haunts it. But if you drink here, it'll cure this disease. Well, the only reason it can cure is because God cures disease. And so it's not really a witchy spirit. This is St. Bridget. This is St. Bridget's well. Yay. And it worked. Because frankly, people weren't all that bothered about what the name or the character was of the day being celebrated or the well or the songs or the gathering or the feast. They just liked the gatherings, the songs and the feast. They liked the hope of healing. They liked the ceremony. Now recently, as this is being recorded, and it's being recorded um, at the around the last bit of September, first part of October, uh, Queen Elizabeth II died, and I think a lot of folk were entranced by the dignity and the ceremony, and it tickled me quite a bit that Americans would keep asking British commentators, wow, how did you put this all together so quickly? And the British would, with a straight face, not say, you idiots, but say, we've been doing this for a thousand years. We, we do this. We meet drama. We meet disaster with process and with a pageant, with a way of dealing with the drama through a display. And that's what we do in life.
but does it have pagan origins? Of course it does. Everything does. I'm married. I have a ring around my finger. That ring comes from a pagan concept. Wearing white at the wedding came from a pagan concept. The headstones and the graves that came from pagan concepts. It's a way to keep them down there. Works too. Uh, there's so much. I mean, the names of the days of the week. Are you going to quit saying Sunday because it was dedicated to the God of the sun? Are you going to quit saying Wednesday because or Thursday because both of those were dedicated to, um, to Norse gods, Nordic gods? Thursday is probably the easiest one to figure out there. Uh, Saturn's day. Are you going to quit using those or about the names of the month? Are we going to quit marking time through the year? Are we going to quit remembering our people who died? And Samhain was all about fooling the gods so that the dark gods would leave them alone. And so when the Catholics came and said, this is all Hallows even, Halloween, and this is a time where we remember all of those great people who have, have died and are now with the Lord, and some of them are great saints. And in fact, the next day after Halloween is All Saints Day. This made sense to the people and allowed them to meet their tragedy, mark their way through life with pageantry, procedure, and process. And that's really what a holiday is. Makes it sound really dull, doesn't it? But it's really what it is. We know there are certain things that are supposed to happen. I mean, how many of you, for example, you left home and you found yourself on your own on your birthday for the first time. And you're just thinking, well, this is not correct. There should be things. This is my birthday. You needed the process. It's the same as funerals. Funerals are not for the people that died. They're for the people that didn't die. And they need to have the process of formalization of their tragedy. Well, we need to deal with death. Death is a constant and many cultures embrace this. You know, um, the Mexicans have long had, you know, Los Dias de las Muertes and they, you've seen the painted faces, you've seen the art. And if you don't know much about it, it can seem a bit frightening. Why are these skeletons all around me? But it's not meant to be frightening. It's meant to be a family reunion. They are all gathering with their dead and the living and the dead are having a party. Now that may sound odd to you, but it really shouldn't. And Hebrews chapter 12 says that when we on earth are taking communion and gathering and worshiping, that all of the saints that have died before us are also there with us. They're unseen, but they're there at the communion table. Now that's not a Catholic taking over a pagan thing. That is a Christian thing that was well-known and well-established and well-taught long before Europe developed a Halloween tradition. Days are okay. Paul says, don't let anybody judge you about a day that you keep or the day that you don't. Structure's okay. But I would ask a couple of things. Don't go too dark. If what you are are doing or how you are dressed is intended to be dark, ask yourself why. 
I'm not going to draw those lines for you because I'm Patrick and I'm not God and I know the difference. So I can't draw the lines for you. I think it's perfectly fine if you want to go through a haunted house and be scared. I don't really get the concept. Uh, I also don't really get scared. It's just someone jumps out at me. I think, well, we need to hurt this person before they hurt us. I'm not always nice in sight. So I don't really get it. But is it a sin? I, I have no right to say that it is. But again, there are those that celebrate the darkness. Don't look like them. Don't act like them. Let it be a fun time for you. I actually don't do anything... I don't, I don't want to go to a Halloween party, and I certainly don't put on costumes, but that's just me. However, I must tell you, here in Middle Tennessee, the kids, we live in a, in a middle-class neighborhood, and it really is. It, it encompasses the lower middle class, middle middle, and upper middle, and it is very diverse. Uh, we have quite a few whites, African Americans, uh, several different um, communities of Asians, and we have um, Latinos, uh, they're all blended together and it's it's a lot of fun. And it really shows up that the diversity in the costumes and how the kids rush up to the door. But every single one of them, I mean, we're just in a blessed area. I don't care if there are kids or if they've been they've come in from other neighborhoods. For something about Middle Tennessee, they're so polite and it's fun. There are other areas I know it's not. In Detroit, for years. And we lived just north of there uh, before the worst of it. it was, there was something known as Devil's Night, and it was not good. So just discern. Do what is good. Avoid what is evil. And I think you'll be good. Last thing. They're already doing it. Every year, the, the media wants you to be terrified of absolutely everything. And so every year I, that I can remember... They'll talk to you about now, examine the candy. If it's homemade, throw it. Probably wise there. If it's not sealed, throw it. Because bad people put razors and needles and pens to hurt your child. Are you aware that for the 40 years they've been putting out that warning, the FBI has also put out a statement saying they have never had a report of any of that happening, except when a, the candy that was brought in and just found to have the needles and such in it, they found it was a person who brought them in who put them in there for fear, for some sort of standing as a victim. They, they actually sabotaged the candy themselves that they brought in and go, oh, please check this. We think, in other words, the chances of your kids getting hurt are like, so little. So you keep your eyes open, but don't be afraid. And this year it's brand new. I've seen several news accounts where they will lay out on a table uh, candies like nerds and uh, Skittles and the like and say they are now hiding fentanyl in candy. People, uh, drugs are expensive. They're not going to be giving it away. Now, there are bad people. There are sadists out there. There are people that are psychopaths. And I wouldn't put it past them to put fatal doses of something in candy or something else. But there are very few 
and some of them will do it just to terrify. School shooters are very few as well. You know, and again, people go, no, no, they're everywhere. Look at the facts, look at the figures. They're always horrific, but you should not be shaking in bed the night before school or the day before Halloween. My advice is smile, be kind, love one another, check the candy. If it's not sealed, don't, don't use it. If the package looks hinky, like it's been uh, printed by somebody that wasn't the candy maker, toss it. And your kids may not need all that much candy anyway. Some dentists change it for, I don't know, toothpaste or something. I'm pretty sure it, it seems like a raw trade to the kids. But don't live in fear. Don't be too dark. And if you want to be scared, be scared. It's all right. You can go to an amusement park and be scared if you want to. But know your limits. And don't scare those that don't want to be scared. Think about it. Be kind. Be Christian. And enjoy the day. And enjoy the other days. God bless. Thank you for supporting our safe harbor. Those of you who give, allow us to do this. And we're so very, very grateful. If we can help you, send a, a note in, info at rsafeharbor.com. Happy Halloween, I guess. Cheers.